0: Hello and welcome to the Drinking Geek Out podcast. This is a show where we drink beer and geek out. You're listening to Bloodshot and the start of the VCU uh, featuring Empty Stage by Black Circle Brewing Company uh, with your hosts Dustin
1: and Saf. All
0: right, before we get started, I would like to invite everyone to go to our threadless shop to check out our new COVID-19 designs. Uh, My personal favorite is the We Are In This Together design. I have one, and I wear it all the time. By all the time, I mean I wore it like twice because I just got it. Uh, You're not going out too much, so there's no (laughs)
1: reason to put a shirt on.
0: Right, yeah. I'm not going to put on a shirt that I could go out in when I'm not going out in it. So uh I've worn it a couple of times just to, to say that I wore it. But uh it is your favorite Digo host wearing our PPE. The design was meant to include all different types of personal protective equipment, uh including goggles, handkerchiefs, uh and ninety five masks or whatever you have to keeps you safe. Uh I have a Bane mask. Um so I'm pretty pretty happy about that one. But the t shirt does not have a ha- a Bane mask, which makes me a little bit sad. <laughs> Uh, The proceeds of both designs uh, for the sales will actually go to the No Kids Hunger uh, Foundation. Um, So head on over to Threadless.com slash out to check out our shirts and possibly, hopefully, buy some. We have how many shirts up there now, just as a total collection?
1: I don't know. I'm going to say 50 at least.
0: Yeah, at least 50 shirt designs. Uh, Two of them are for uh, COVID. So just get on there. Get a shirt. Uh, We appreciate you. The community appreciates you. Uh, Mm -hmm. and. Remember, we're all in this together. All right. Uh, so this episode is about Bloodshot, but before we jump into that, we do have our uh th- third beer. Yeah, our third beer from the Indie uh, Relief Fund or the Independent Relief Fund. Um, and this one is the Black Stage by the Black Circle Brewing Company. Um, the website for the Indy IRF website is www.indyirf.com. You can pretty much find out anything about the foundation there, buy t-shirts, you know, buy beers, get information on Twitter, Instagram about their beer releases. But this is uh, two weeks ago now uh, for this release. I've, I've been sitting on it for a week. Uh, they came and delivered it to me, so it was, it was pretty, pretty cool.
1: Ooh, you're special.
0: I know they're awesome. They just came, handed me a box, and she stood six feet away, and she was like, "Yeah, here you go." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "She's like, this is the furthest north we've gone." I was like, "You didn't have to." <laughs> yeah, I would have come and got it. <laughs> I would have, I, most definitely. Uh, but she was pretty cool about it. Um, I did not find too much about this beer information. Black Circle doesn't really use Twitter that much, uh, but it is a blonde ale. Uh, 4.2 percent ABV and 28 IBUs, which is pretty fitting because on our geek reference that is 28 days later. Perfect. Yeah, so it's uh, it's lovely. Uh, I believe that Black Circle is uh, first timer on the show.
1: Yeah, I don't know how much they brew. A lot of the I'm looking at their menu and it's all from different breweries. Yeah. Like on the, yeah, I don't know either. We've been there. Menu.
0: Right. They're, yeah. We've been there and we did drink some of their stuff, but then uh, we were looking at it. Me and my wife were looking at it and we were trying to figure out like when we were making stops at buying stuff for people. Black Circle came up and we looked and we couldn't find anything. We're like, ah, this is unfortunate. They're not brewing uh, mm-hmm. their own stuff. But a little bit about Black Circle is Black Circle Brewing Company is an equal parts microbrewery Uh, craft beer bar, and music venue. We are located in the Double Eight warehouse, now called Refinery 46 in Midtown, or Sobro Fringe. Not sure what that means. Uh, We share the building with several local businesses and a co-op working space on the lower level. Our focus has evolved over the first few years to offer not only house-made local beers, but also guest taps from our friends in the industry. Our focus has evolved over the first few years to offer not only house-made local beers, which we haven't really seen any lately, but also include guest taps from our friends in the industry, a small collection of wines and ciders, mocktails, and even domestics, and whatever else may strike uh, strike us to carry. We want you to come here and drink whatever you want. That's a decent business model. Uh, A lot of people go to breweries to be able to taste what they've done, you know, their creation. Um, if you want to be a bar, be a bar. If you want to be a brewery, be a brewery, but I don't know. This isn't a soapbox for that. You do you. Uh, but in front of us, it is a local creation. Uh, the similar people helped them that helped, uh, um, center point
1: grand junction,
0: grand junction, you know, the donation of the cans, the donations of all those things, uh, is, you know, pretty much all the same. So the appearance of the can is, we got a crowler of it, so that's nice, right?
1: Well, I left mine out in the kitchen.
0: All right, well, I'll describe it to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have a picture of it. That yeah. I can
0: pull up. So they have the the IIRF logo, that's Shape of Indianapolis, or sorry, Shape of Indiana, uh, and the mantra on the side, to those who serve us, the Indie... Independent Relief Fund is a registered nonprofit organization dedicated to serve those who serve us. We aim to provide assistance for the food and alcohol industry workers in both the short and the long term. Uh, the goal of the fund is to continually generate funds through the proceeds of the sale of the charity beers, which will then be donated to the industry workers in need due to health, personal, or health, financial, or personal reasons. So, again, it's uh, the ndirf.com. Uh, for the Black Circle uh, aspect of the can, uh, they have the Black Circle logo um, and just the name of the beer plus the ABVs. It's nothing, you know, pretty much straightforward. And then the Crazy Horse Hops and the Sugar Creek Malt Company, those uh, have been mentioned prior. On.
1: Donated things. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, that's the can. It's a golden can. It's pretty nice. Um, so yeah.
1: um, what's interesting is the first one we had was a. 12 ounce can. Mm-hmm. The second one was 16 ounce can, and now we have a growler. So they all, all have been different so far. Yeah.
0: uh Maybe the one coming from Brewlink is going to be a growler only. Growlers only.
1: Uh, I hope not.
0: <laughs> that would be really awkward. We'd actually have to do it together. Yeah. And be like and they- six feet apart. And drink it, because it's going to be tough. Like, I can't sit and drink an entire
1: growler of it. I know. that's. I don't think you're supposed to. That's why, like, all these growler sales that are going on, it's like, yeah, but you have to drink it alone, because <laughs> who are you going to drink it with? I, know. I mean, I guess if you have, like, a significant other, but that's still two people.
0: Yeah. it's. I mean, it's only four beers, technically, if you pour them out in 16s, but it's still, that's a lot of beer. All right. Yeah, let's... I like to
1: get varieties rather than one big one.
0: Yeah, for sure. Alright, got ourselves a nice quite light. Light goldeny color, piss color. Um I think I kinda looked at it before, but if I'm gonna be honest, I will probably say uh, I can't find that window. Why can I not find that window? There it is. Probably Kirk's uniform or a Pichu Pale.
1: Yeah, I was going to say like a one or a two. It might yeah. be a little bit darker than Pichu. so
0: Yeah, I think leaning definitely ter- towards uh Kirk's
1: yeah, uniform. Kirk. Which I heard his uniform's actually green, but really? it's just the lighting from the uh, the television studio that made it l- look yellow. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> so all the sales and everything about a a yellow captain shirt has been <laughs>
1: incorrect. Yeah. Nice. All right, then. Um, yeah, so what does it smell like? I guess we're on that now. Yeah. Got a light, hoppy smell.
0: Yeah, um, definitely smells just like whatever ales smell like, you know? <laughs> it's definitely lighter. The the multi is good. I definitely could pinpoint hops. Um, have not tasted this yet. Usually in these episodes, I'd be halfway through the beer before. <laughs> we even talk sp- about it but i
1: slurped some up that i spilled oh. so i have a little taste of it in my mouth okay good
0: yeah but um i mean there's not really much yeah other than like the upfront um and it's so like clear looking you, you could,
1: you're gonna expect it to be very light
0: yeah you, you you know if you didn't tell me this is a blonde ale i'd be very confused between like is it a lager is it like a pilsner or something yeah Based, based on the look and the smell. Um, might as well do it some justice and
1: give us a taste. Bottoms up. This
0: is more like a cream ale than...
1: Yeah, It's it's uh, it's got a little bit of a extra carbonation to it that I yeah. wouldn't expect from a crawler, I guess. It's still got that. It didn't get flat or anything. So I guess we're fresh enough into it that it's right. not gone bad yet. I mean, you did say you just got it the other day, so yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's very easy to drink. Not much, not a ton of flavor. It just got a little bit of a hoppiness to it that it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Adds a little bit to it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> there's no confusion as to which check in this one is. Um, there's only been 17 total, <laughs> I believe, and 13 ratings. Uh, 4.29 right now is what everyone has, which is pretty good. It's Yeah, that's great. It's up there. Uh, I have zero friends, so I can't say anything about that.
1: Same. I wonder if people are bumping it up in the scores just because it's for a good cause.
0: Yeah, that's usually like what we found with Essential and what we found with Social Distance. Everyone's like, oh, this is a great cause. Oh, this is a great cause.
1: Yeah, I'm going to give it a five because I like what they're doing, even yeah. though it's kind of... Plain, they're not like none of nobody's gone extreme with their they're kind of just like basic beers.
0: Right. Uh John D says clean and mostly crisp, solid fruity aroma. I don't know about fruity. Uh mm, hoppy. yeah, hoppy for sure. It's hop the- a fruit? Mm, no. Vegetable? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh through the belgian roundness comes through to the finish i could i can see the belgian stuff Mm happy drink for a good cause hashtag proper he gave it a three and a half uh bill bailey f sorry billy bailey whatever hoppy clean some might call it a crispy boy Uh, a great brewery with uh, great people making great beer the industry folks in indy sure as hell stick together she gave it a four or he, I don't know. I'm not really looking at pictures. Bailey, Billy, I don't know. Probably it was girl. a
1: lady. Yeah,
0: it's it's a lady. Uh, glad I can help out uh, fellow people in the, in the industry. So that's f- uh, four and a quarter, and most definitely appears that they are uh, ranking it up just a little bit for
1: being a good cause. Uh, yeah. A good. Yeah. No, I don't see anybody else saying anything. No, the yeah, first guy just... said something, but I wasn't going to read it. <laughs> just scrolling yeah all right let's uh let's go ahead
0: and find it on the phone so I can put my picture that I took check
1: it in take a few more sips before I decide all
0: right while you're taking your sips and deciding uh, I'll get started uh, I gave it a 3.75 um, as blondales I feel like this is not a blondale um
1: it's a hoppy blonde ale.
0: It, Well, Yeah, that for sure. Uh, there's aspects of it that kind of taste like a wheat, and then there's aspects of it that are, you know, kind of like a Um like a Pilsner y flavor to it. I don't know, something something that like would rival a big three um beer, so I guess like a uh, cream ale would probably be the the one that's best suited for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, by all means, it's better than the big three. It's just it's something in that vein. I don't really know if Blonde would be the thing for it, but it's 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 pretty tasty.
1: Yeah, it's like a quintessential lawnmower beer, I think.
0: Yeah, definitely it's, light.
1: Yeah, there's it, it's almost like water compared yeah. to some of the things we've been drinking. It's yeah. very light. It goes down easy. Yeah, I had it as a four, but I knocked it down. I only had it as a four because I was on the uh, it's a good cause thing. <laughs> yeah. But as far as a, just the beer goes, I think it is not in the fours. Fours is almost like too high for it. So 3. right. 3.75 is like the perfect score. It's it's pretty good, but it's not into that upper echelon into the fours where it's like great. Right. All right, so you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Drink and Geek Out. You can check out our website, drinkandgeekout.com, for updates on the podcast. We have a little bit of a blog on there. Keep up to date with all of our colorful geek reference models and the new geek IBU references to go along with your drinking at home. If you like the show, please like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast and our social media pages, feel free to reach out to us via email drinkinggeekout at gmail.com with any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, whatever. else.
0: Right. <laughs> cool. All right. So we are jumping into Bloodshot. Uh, but <clears> before <throat> that, I just want everyone to know that we are, we are actually trying to do our live reads as we go. Um, if you uh, if you think that live reads are not better than pre recorded Keith reads, just let us know, and we'll just make sure that we just have Keith do it from now on.
1: <laughs> have to make skits out of them or something to get people to listen to them. Right. Don't thirty second forward this. Listen to what I'm about to say. Right. <laughs>
0: get a Squarespace advertisement or whatever. <laughs> All right, so what in the heck is the VCU? And we're not talking about the Virginia Commonwealth. W? Uh, No, Commonwealth is one word. Virginia Commonwealth Uh University. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. All right, so Valiant Comics is an American publisher of comic books and related media. They're actually the third largest comic book company in America, which is really weird.
1: I don't even recognize the name. I couldn't tell you what their (laughs) logo looks like. It's a giant V. <laughs> Spoil- oh, <okay>.
0: Spoilers, right? <laughs> uh, so the company was founded in 1989 by former Marvel Comics editor in chief Jim Shooter, along with lawyer and businessman yeah, Stephen uh, Masarki. Um I remember hearing about that. Uh, Watch the. There's like a documentary on Marvel Comics starting back in the 40s and on its way up, and how. Uh, and the 90s, they had their competition being Valiant Comics because of Jim Shooter. Mm. Uh, but there wasn't really much of a com- uh, competition. In 1994, the company was sold to Acclaimed Entertainment. Uh, Acclaimed is that video game company uh, that uh, I forget what games they had, but you'd see their like splash screen on some video I games. Say, I
1: do know what their logo looks like.
0: Yeah. Because we
1: played it's games. Like a rainbow, a rainbow in it.
0: Yeah. So, uh, after a claim declared bankruptcy in 2004, the company was restarted as part of Valiant Entertainment by entrepreneurs Dinesh uh, Shemdasani and Jason uh, Kathari in 2005. Valiant Entertainment launched its publishing division in 2012 as part of an initiative dubbed the Summer of Valiance, winning Publisher of the Year and being nominated for a Book of the Year. At the Diamond Gem Awards, Valiant has set sales records and was the most nominated publisher in comics uh, at the 2014-15-16 Harvey Awards, releasing the biggest selling independent crossover event of the decade with the Book of Death wow. in 2015. Valiant was required, was acquired by DMG Entertainment in 2018. In 2015, Valiant announced that they had partnered with Sony Pictures, which is a mistake on your part for Sony. Uh, to produce five films based on the Bloodshot and the Harbinger comic books, the rights for the Harbinger would later be acquired by from Sony by Paramount Pictures.
1: Harbinger sounds familiar, but maybe I heard news about the movie.
0: Yeah, probably. Um, I didn't know the that right. I just knew about the Bloodshot, and I was gonna do like a, which crappy valiant character do you think is <laughs> gonna be next? But uh, we guess it's it's the the Harbingers. We don't have to play <laughs> that game.
1: What's the third one going to be? Who knows? Probably nothing. <laughs> Probably fooled by then. We right. sold to another bankrupt company. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Marvel's going to buy and reboot Bloodshot as a Deadpool movie.
1: Oh, man. You just got, like, the whole plot of the movie here. I was scrolling through.
0: Yeah, I did. I, I threw it out there. Just, <laughs> just we're going to do that. So the first movie that came out in 2020 for Valiant was Bloodshot. And my thoughts about this movie is it's Deadpool – Meets Memento with a little bit of Fast and the Furious sprinkled on top. And then the and you add a triple X, which is so perfect. You're right there. I mean, I think the last two is because it is, uh, you know, Vin Diesel. But there is parts at the end of the film, like when they're fighting on the side of that building. Mm-hmm. That is that is so Like Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. (laughs) Fighting off the side of a building and jumping and just being okay with it. Like, that's ridiculous.
1: Totally. I mean, it's a cool scene, but it's definitely been done before.
0: Right. Uh, And for the listeners at home, if you've never seen Memento, I'll just give you a little bit of a heads up. It is about a guy uh, by the name of Guy Pierce who has his mind erased and reprogrammed, and he uh basically goes after this person that they pretty much tell him to. Oh wait, that was the
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: plot of this movie. <laughs> the
1: person that he thinks killed his wife.
0: Oh, we wrapped it up. There's uh, the <laughs> memento discussion and the bloodshot in the same conversation.
1: And Guy Pierce just so happens to be the villain in this movie.
0: Yeah. yeah. Huh. The so tables the never- the tables have turned. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about the Bloodshot movie.
1: Okay. Development of a Bloodshot film began in 2012 with Jared Leto originally in talks to star in July 2017. In March 2018, Diesel was hired to portray the title role, and the rest of the cast joined over the following months. Filming commenced in South Africa in August of 2018, lasting through October. Did not realize it was filmed in South Africa. I didn't know that. Uh, Then we just get into the plot. After leading a a successful rescue operation in Mambaza, U.S. Marine Ray Garrison and his wife Gina travel for a holiday at an Italian beachside town in uh, Amalfi Amalfi Coast. I think it's Amalfi. The Amalfi, Amalfi Coast, yeah. It's Italian. The I looked like <laughs> another L, so we got real <laughs> mobile. Uh, however, they are kidnapped by a group of mercenaries led, to, led by Martin Axe, who demands to know the source of the Mombasa hostage operation. Since Ray is not privy to this information, Axe kills him and Gina. So did that actually happen? I Bum. thought that was... <laughs> that head. doesn't.
0: That doesn't happen, right? Because <laughs> okay. in the middle the middle of the film, he goes and sees Gina, and she's like, who the f- fuck? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I remember you, but I've moved up. on. Yeah, like, I have a kid now, and this kid's, like, obviously five, and he's like, has that, is this my kid, <laughs> like, moment? Yeah.
1: You can see it in his
0: face. You're like, is that,
1: is does that, that me? me? Does that look like me? Oh, no. Do I need a DNA test? Uh, so my question is, how is Ray end up there? How did he die? Because that didn't happen,
0: right? Yeah. So the I don't know from from <laughs> <laughs> from <laughs> they don't the, have
1: in. Yeah,
0: from the conversation of him and Gina after he escapes, basically was like, "No, you volunteered for this."
1: Oh. Uh. Right. And so in the, I thought he volunteered for like to be a mercenary, but that he died doing that. And then they ended up with him. Oh, I don't, <laughs> it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> don't look, look into much of the plot or you'll get lost.
0: Yeah. They just, that. there's a lot of holes there. Just, I don't, I'm not getting it. All right. So after he's killed by Axe, Uh, He is later resurrected by the RST company or the Rising Spirit Tech. Rising Spirit is the name of the project in the comic books that gave him the powers. Uh, So it's only fitting that the Rising Spirit Tech is the name of the company. Uh, the company specializes in developing cybernetic enhancements for disabled US military personnel the company's ceo dr emil hart harding which is guy pierce tells ray that he is the first successful candidate that has that have been resurrected by using the special nanite technology ray is also introduced to dr uh, harding's other patients including former us navy diver kt whom he strikes a friendship with and then former service members jimmy dalton and marcus tibbs whom he gets on poorly. That's a little bit of an understatement. Uh one of them is a dick. And the other is a blind man.
1: And Ray's played by Vin Diesel. Yeah. Ray. Yeah. <laughs> say that at the beginning. I don't know who any of the other actors are. I can't say that I've seen it. Yeah, Video I don't Obama. think I know any
0: of them other than Guy Pearce. And the uh Wiggins. The tech
1: the tech yeah, that Wiggins. guy later in the movie. <laughs> I thought it would have been interesting. Well, here, let me read on, and then we'll get to what I thought. After experiencing flashbacks of Gina and Axe, Ray escapes Rising Spirits Laboratory in Kaulalampur and pursues Axe, seeking to avenge Gina's death. Using the nanites to hack into the computer database, Ray tracks down Axe to Budapest after tapping his convoy after trapping his convoy in a tunnel ray kills axe bodyguards before executing the mercenary he is later recovered by kt dalton and tibbs who bring him back to rising spirit for reprogramming in truth harding creates false memories of gina's death as part of the plot to eliminate rivals in rising spirit
0: i don't get that like how are they rivals (laughs) they were all together in a they all created
1: this yeah,
0: so he did like rivals I, as in like proprietary for the software or for ownership of said company or for, you know, like, it's took- like
1: he didn't want to play residuals to those people. So yeah. it was all about money, I guess, or power in the company. He wanted to be the sole owner. Yeah. But I thought that scene was cool where it, there's like flower floating through the air and it's all oh, red and yeah. blasting everybody away. Action scene. It didn't necessarily need to happen because he th- he blocked the one side. Why don't they just back up and go back out the other side of the tunnel? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: we can't go this way. Let's just back up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's all just sit here and get shot.
0: Yeah. Um. Then after he wipes his memory, he sends them to kill Nick Barris, another one of those people. Uh, it appears that Axe called Barris in the tunnel. So they found him that way, which was very fortuitous. Uh, so he goes and he tries to kill him. And the problem with that is uh, Alf- or Wilfred Wiggins has an EMP bomb. Just so happens to have one. Yeah.
1: He was expecting him to show up eventually.
0: Right, like, kind of, but you know how, like... <laughs> I don't know, like... He's a to... tech
1: genius. He could just build EMP bombs in his little basement lab. Right. I know. I get it.
0: But up. is Nick Barris that like suspicious? Like his like couple of people died. Eh, coincidence? I don't think so. But <laughs> I mean, he just well, knew, it... he knew what was coming.
1: Well, I think he helped build him.
0: Well, yeah. I know. Yeah, probably yeah, that's probably true.
1: So he knows what to expect yeah. when it's like two buddies die of in horrific gunshot or shootouts. Right. That's my take on it. Not that they ever do any plot forwarding in the movie.
0: No. So he yeah, Wiggins after he impees him, resurrects him. That was weird to me. Like he yeah. ki- he kills Nick Barris and knocks out Ray, and then yeah. and then he uses the MP to him immediately bringing him back. I guess mm-hmm. it kind of helped with the uh, tracking modules to get rid of the tracking. Oh um, yeah, but was this was this Wiggins' plan the entire time?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it seems that way. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> every all these things to happen. Eventually, this robot would come to kill him. He could (laughs) use EMP knock him out, and then bring him back to life to use him or become friends with him, Terminator style.
0: And the first thing that he decides to do is like, ah, everything's a lie. Let me go find Gina. Yeah. Wouldn't that be like the first place you would look? Like if you have a, a rogue... I, mean, I guess it was right yeah. they had the epic fight but how did he beat him there like
1: yeah th- th- you think these people would have her house always guarded because anytime he escapes that's where he's gonna go
0: right so plot hole
1: <laughs> number th- seven <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh the rest of the shit is is stupid. It's just Dalton being a little bitch and following Tibbs.
1: Yeah, then there's the big all the robots fight scene. Yeah.
0: yeah. That that was weird. He he was like Doc Ock with the <laughs> with the extra arms and then he just leaves Tibbs to just fight normally with his blind self. And then he just kills him on the elevator on the side of the the wall.
1: I don't understand why all these people were so mad at him. <laughs> like, they're all doing the same thing, right? Are yeah. they getting rebooted or no? They're just No, they're not. They're just mad people.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're just mad. They're like, this dude cannot die. <laughs> He's got the nanites to prevent him. <laughs> He's got the
1: good powers, yeah. so I'm going to kill him.
0: Me, I just have to make sure that he's alive. Fuck my job. So what, you're going to kill him? Then what? You still don't have those fucking powers.
1: <laughs> no, killing him is not going to give you nanites.
0: Right. And one thing that I didn't understand about KT, uh, Eliza Gonzalez, by the way, mm-hmm. is that she, she lost her ability to breathe. So he gave her gills.
1: Oh, yeah, so she can breathe underwater. <laughs> but She can also breathe air now, too. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: But he can close that vent, so she just suffocates, right? Yeah. So he uh, has, like, that on his mechanical arm, he can control, he can like, her.
1: Stop her. Breathing.
0: Is that, like, a proximity thing?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Because I, it's she, like the suicide he, squad bombs in their head. Yeah. If he, you don't do what I say, I'll. I can end you.
0: Yeah, so that's another reference, Suicide Squad. (laughs) But if you take a look at it, it's like he pretty much had her do as he wanted because she he could control her breathing. Mm -hmm. But when it's time for her to disable the servers and do whatever, he knew it was her. Why didn't he suffocate (laughs) (laughs) her?
1: He didn't even until he's like face to face with her to say like I'm gonna do this, and then he can't because. Vin Diesel stops him, or the other guy. Right. I don't remember who stops him.
0: I uh, I thought that was not important. However, <laughs> the, the problem was... how Why? It, he's like, oh... I remember the part specifically, because I was like, why didn't he do that? Because he was like, oh, KT!
1: Time Screwing
0: <laughs> <Just> me. <laughs> 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 Dead, bitch. <laughs> but no, he didn't do that. That wouldn't have driven the plot, but it would have proved that he's not a little
1: bitch
0: yeah i don't know it, i thought it was awkward like he had so much control over her and then he didn't ever uses it <laughs> right yeah
1: one fix or thing that i thought would be a, a better way to do it is a more of a ground groundhog day thing where you see him wake up multiple times instead of just the one time yeah you, like redo that scene multiple times <laughs> but obviously he's he's done it multiple times so right. all these people are like lifting weights every time he wakes up and he's reintroduced to them but we only see that once
0: right so what they could have done would be like what movie would that be like
1: just to throw um, another movie. <laughs> like i Groundhog's don't know I was, yeah I
0: was grand Day would be like that or potentially like a weddings wedding crashers you know like then the opening scene where they're doing the oh, sh- yeah. shag of all the women at all these weddings mm-hmm. They all end the same. Women fall down with their boobs yeah. tapping around on the bed <laughs> and it sp- splits into multiple screens. Do that, right? Yeah. Do that where...
1: So that he's done it more than once instead of just have that being said.
0: Right. So so you have the first one that goes. You see, oh, uh, Toby Kebble is a, is a dick. He killed Gina. And then he goes and kills him. And then he's reset. And then you have like two screens that pop up and you see two different mm-hmm. you know, stories, and then it pops up the four screens, and it's like all the same. And then you're like, oh shit, he's, they're they're doing this, they're fucking with him instead of trying <laughs> to assume that they're fucking with him. Yeah. I don't know.
1: And at some point show us why he's there in the first place, <laughs> or tell at least tell us why he's there. Right. Essentially everybody in this movie is a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Even Vin Diesel's a bad guy like yeah he's, he's a murderer that he just keeps murdering people <laughs> he's murdering people at the end he's murder people at the beginning
0: <laughs> just straight up murdering and where are the police
1: <laughs>
0: where where are the, the where's the army where where is like shit's happening in this building they don't have that in
1: mumbai or wherever the
0: right well the mumbai yeah but they looked like they were in downtown new york right they had the stark tower yeah. The, sorry the rts tower <laughs> where that's where the shit happened so you should, sorry uh your city doesn't exist so the military is not gonna do anything don't make any yeah. sense to me at all. like
1: vin diesel before he gets his powers is an awesome shot and everything so all they do is make him walk through bullets like yeah. he doesn't have any growth or anything he's just now he can't be shot
0: (laughs) right yeah
1: he's already good at everything he's strong he he can shoot real good because he's in the army like just blowing people's heads off and then now he's got nanites
0: right yeah i mean that's technically part of the the character itself like his superpowers uh that's what it's supposed to portray but didn't really portray and i guess it did kind of show him like lifting those weights like Mm-hmm. in the beginning like oh damn I'm real strong like that's because of the nanites right and so he does have some some of the superhero powers
1: and he was already a big strong man before he got yeah that right and then he punches that concrete mm-hmm. that load bearing wall
0: <laughs> <laughs> he punches the load bearing wall <laughs>
1: I would assume that big concrete pillar is in the middle of the room for a reason.
0: Right, it's not there for show. Like <laughs> you literally could have brought the entire thing down, but you're just being selfish.
1: Got to show how strong you are.
0: Right. Um, fuck, dude.
1: Like I don't know.
0: Like they, it's it's almost like they had years of trial and error to perfect his triggers. Right. So mm-hmm. they they manipulated the video and they had that song, Psycho Killers by the Talking Heads, and they just had to subliminally get him to want to murder people. And I wonder how long that took him to be conditioned to do that or for them to know how to do that. Right, because every single time it'd be like, oh, ho ho, ho. yeah, look at you people, cool. Ooh, KT, I want to bone you, but my wife is dead and I can't. <laughs> and then he's like having difficulty sleeping. And then for whatever goddamn reason, they play psycho killers over the intercom, <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I must kill him. I remember everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, that they must have implanted that somehow.
0: Yeah, it's just, it would have to be. There was like. All right, uh, buddy, uh, run that script for me. Beep. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Eric. Such a weird name for (laughs) an IT guy. But
1: then at the end of it, he always he says, "I I come home." I always do, or something. I always come home. Yeah. This is your first time. How do? (laughs) Like you just woke up. How do you always come home?
0: Yeah, he, he said that. <laughs> it was awkward as fuck when he said, <laughs> he said that to Gina. Yeah. I always come home. I'm home. She's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I always come home. No, I you're not home. <laughs> you're like, but, I, but I'm here. There's, there's Corona lights in the refrigerator. I know, because this is my home. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I always have Corona on hand. There's one issue I have with Vin Diesel movies, and it's that he, as a producer, never allows himself to – or his character to be in any real danger. He always has to come out on top. So, you know, any situation, there's n- no drama because he's just going to come out on top. The, yeah. At no point. Is there any concern of, for this character? Because, you know, nothing's ever going to, he's always going to be the, the bad or the good guy or the big, strong guy in the scene.
0: Right. Yeah. That's one thing that really bothered me because he was always better than Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. That's not even physically possible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, He's
1: like a foot taller than you and probably has a hundred pounds on you.
0: Easy. <laughs>
1: um, so what's the sequel going to be?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The sequel, who knows? I don't even know the story. Maybe like there's because in the comic books, there's a, a a series. Apparently I looked up online about how he goes and he rescues these children. He's part of the Harbinger series where he rescues these children who are under the RTS or, well, technically the Rising Spirits uh, control, and they're the ones getting all these different modifications and whatever. He rescues them, and then there's a story arc between them. So maybe something like that. But there wasn't any children. There was just KT and then Wiggins, who wasn't even part of it. Yeah. So he killed everyone else.
1: What can you explain to me? Probably not. What happened at the end of this movie? Like he blows up, he runs out of nanites, and uh he dismantles that bomb, but somehow yeah. even out of nanites he still survives. Right. He turns he turns gray and red.
0: So the, the gray and red is supposed to I know represent that's what the comic character yeah, what looks he, like yep, that's what he looks like. The the fact is he blew up as well. Right.
1: And then Wiggins kind of reassembles him.
0: Yeah, he well, he for the most part, all he needed to do was for the the hub or the heart area where the nanites are essentially located to uh improve that and then the nanites would repair his body. Mm-hmm. Uh, Because the nanites have the ability to pretty much restore anything, uh, aside from I think decapitation, (laughs) which you would assume you would assume that you were standing on top of a bomb,
1: your head's gonna pop off.
0: Yeah, everything's gonna pop off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But you did see parts where like half his face was blown off, Mm -hmm. and you know other things, and it just reassembled. So that would be that's my take on it. That he he died again and yeah, that's that's why that's why uh wiggins was like do you remember me shit like <laughs> <laughs> i don't know these nanites are you know they they're part of like erase your memory types and you were mm-hmm. dead bro like are you okay uh, i didn't know if that
1: little vial of nanites he stole off of them or like borrowed from him to research if that had anything to do with him being able to be brought back cuz he had those like 10 in that little jar. Uh, Maybe. Maybe that's
0: just possibility. Especially since, you know, he used those to study the, the thing and he was able to unlock them and have self regenerating (laughs) nanites now. So he's pretty much unstoppable now. Yay.
1: Mm. Just going to go get blown up some more.
0: Right. Yeah. You might as well. You got the power to do it. The, the end scene pretty much was just missing the Corona's.
1: <laughs> yeah, they yeah. drive off, but where are they going? <laughs> they <laughs> the car and drive off. Yeah, it's like we're, we're, it's we're like, ready okay. to
0: roll. Let's go. Yeah. Not sure where I'm going. All right. So uh the cast of this, we talked about a couple of them. Uh Raymond uh, Garrison was Vin Diesel. All right, bloodshot technically. Uh Sam Hagen as Jimmy Dalton. No idea who that is. Uh Isa Gonzalez as Katie. no idea who she is. Uh Toby Kimball as Martin Axe. He was Doctor Doom. In, in the, the Fantastic Four. One. Yeah. Uh, which I have another point about multi-comic book franchise actors. Uh Guy Pierce uh is Dr. M. L. Harding. We know from him from Momentum 3 and Momentum. <laughs> <laughs> the same movie uh the more and morris was wilford wiggins he was a snl guy wasn't he
1: mm, he was on new girl
0: oh he's new girl okay
1: i don't think he was ever on snl
0: because i know he was on jumanji the latest one he was the radio tech guy that um was servicing the machine or whatever and got it working i guess oh in the second one yeah
1: I, or the third
0: one i i guess i guess i guess <laughs> Uh, Tallulah Riley was Gina Garrison, even though she has a family, so she's not technically Garrison. So (laughs) we're just left to assume that we don't know her last name. Uh, Johannes Hakur Johanneson.
1: Whoa, that's a name.
0: That is a name. It is Nick Barris. He honestly, like, if you like look at him from a different angle, it kind of looks like Nick Offerman. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, I can see it.
0: Uh, Alex Hernandez, The Blind Tibbs. Mr.
1: Tibbs. Call me Mr. Tibbs.
0: Uh, Sid Hearth, uh Donna Jay, uh, Was Eric. And then we have...
1: Uh, I do recognize that guy from something, but... Yeah, I don't...
0: He doesn't... His uh, IMDB is very, very bleak, so I don't know, like, how we would recognize him from, or what we would recognize him from. And while you're looking up that, we have Tamar... Barjak has the Mombosa gunman. So he's just in the scenes where he got shot in the face.
1: He was on uh, this Amazon Prime show I watched, Undone. Oh. Where it's, uh, I don't know what the term is, rotoscoped or something. Like they act, but it's all animated over. So they're like cartoons, but with actors. I, it, I don't know. There's a, a Keanu Reeves movie that does it, too. I don't know what the animation style is. It's just like painted over the scenes, so it all looks like a painting, but the actors are doing it. Huh. It's hard to describe. I'll have to check it out.
0: A uh, couple of the Easter eggs that I found online and kind of watched through. There wasn't a whole lot of them because this movie didn't have them. Kind of looking for Easter eggs for, you know, spoilers of like the next Valiant movie, mm-hmm. but there wasn't really anything. Uh, Martin Axe. Uh, Axe is the actual name of a character in the comics. He's a computer geek, uh, type of weirdo, badass type of guy. Um, definitely not the, the, the mercenary <laughs> yeah. that he is, but he goes by the name of A. Uh, at sign X. Axe? That's my and. only connection that I can think of. By me, I mean somebody else.
1: Somebody thought of this, and you read it.
0: Yep, the red circle uh, in the comic books—it's where the nanites have entered the body, and it's where the machine basically leaves a mark. And it's the only place where the nanites don't heal him. Hmm. So there's different callbacks to that circle in the in the movie, where there's a circle where the machine would enter, like a special, like um. I don't know, like a, a circle tech that was there where the machine would go in there and just set him in there. Uh, so that was there. He didn't actually dawn a red circle on his chest, uh, but you could see that his heart and everything was uh, lighting up when he was overclocking his nanites. And it was kind of like a, a nod to that. Uh, but it's it's weird because in the, in the movie it was, you know, a light reference, you know, overheating, you know, like a light. Uh, but in the comics, it's a big blood circle. It's just yeah, like it's, painted
1: it's, on his naked chest.
0: Yeah. It's you he puts a shirt on and his blood bleeds through mm-hmm. the shirt every time. It's it's like a John Wick movie. He throws a shirt on and he's still got blood because that movie. makes
1: sense why his name's Bloodshot. The, in this movie it did not make sense why <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh there's several uh several movie references as well that thought they were kind of cheesy, but uh, just Kind of, I wouldn't say they're Easter eggs, but there were references like uh, Wigan says uh, that he's the, the you know, royal king of wherever Eddie Murphy was from. Yeah. Welcome to America. Uh, he, uh, Vin Diesel is like, when he gets to his room, oh, they did spare all the expense. <laughs> um, no yeah Yeah. Uh, from Jurassic Park. And then. The the ride off into the sunset type of you know like blazing saddles you know Captain America on the bench you know different little things like that it's all cheesy but it's all there and it's not really distracting like you don't really look at it and say oh damn why'd they have to quote you know <laughs> like this movie that was dumb like. Uh, whatever. Uh, Wiggins did have a line that made some people look to see if he existed in the comic books, which was, "Yep, my name is Wilfred Wiggins, like a name straight out of a comic book." So that everyone's like, "Oh, is it? No, no. it's not. Absolutely not." Uh, but that's it for quote unquote Easter eggs. No, f- no fucking clue what the next movie's gonna be about. Other than the fact that other than Bloodshot, Exo Manowar, or ninjack are the two top. Uh, you know, Valorant or sorry, Valorant, uh Valiant uh heroes, but fuck I, I don't, don't know really? any of these names. Is <laughs>
1: there post credits scene like the Marvel movies have? I you know, I don't I didn't know. I didn't even I look didn't, I didn't even bother <laughs> I was like I'm not sticking around any longer than I have to. <laughs> uh
0: yeah. But anyways, because of this movie we have three new contestants on the multi comic book franchise actors list. Uh Vin Diesel now is a multi-comic book franchise actor with, the, with Groot and Bloodshot, so he's got two. Uh Guy Pierce, everybody, God. welcome. Guy Pierce. Yay! <laughs> uh Aldrich Killian and uh Dr. Harding. And then now Toby uh, Kibble. He was uh Kebble? He was Doctor Doom in the newest franchise of the Fantastic Four. Uh, and then he was, of course, Martin Axe.
1: They were going to do a spinoff of that movie, a Doctor Doom solo movie, at one point.
0: That would be I, awesome. That
1: I think the movie didn't do well enough for that to actually happen. But oh. I thought it was. It sounded like the script or the outline sounded cool. The summary of that were that was proposed.
0: Right. I know. I always felt like that movie, the one with uh, Michael B. Jordan and Kate Mara. Like that one, I really liked that cast. Like I felt like that was that was a much better one than having, you know, uh, fuck if I can't remember any of the people in the Chris Evans series, uh, the guy from Shield,
1: yeah, uh, the- and what's her name? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we have the bald the bald guy from the Shield, and then uh, the girl the that we know. The girl that we think of Oh man, this is going to kill me. Oh, I got to uh, look it up. Jessica Alba. Yes, Jessica Alba. <laughs> there it is.
1: And I don't know who Mr. Fantastic is. I have
0: no clue who that is. I know that um, in the new one it was uh... God, I can't even think of his name.
1: He's in that drumming movie.
0: Yeah, it's uh, Eon Grufford. No idea who that is. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that's that's that. So welcome to the the line of movies there, Valiant Comics. Um, No clue, (laughs) no clue what your next movie is gonna be. I just wish that maybe you actually did anything with it <laughs> like gave us like an, a, a clue all right so according to valiantfandom.com apparently there's a fandom for it the harbingers also known as the piss or Saiots, psyots are a race of evolved superhumans with psionic powers in the valiant universe the world's most powerful harbinger is toya uh, harada a japanese businessman who runs the mysterious harbinger foundation The Foundation recruits and trains Harbingers as part of the Harada's private army. There are some who believe Harada is an evil megalomaniac, including teenager uh, Peter Stanchek, the only Harbinger whose power rivals that of Harada. I think I saw that name before. Sting, yeah. (laughs) Peter uh, Stanchek is Sting on my list of characters, lol uh cinchik uh, also the codename sting leads a group of young harbingers called the renegades against the harada the group includes uh, charlene dupree a uh, pyrokinetic codename flamingo faith herbert who's number one on the list with codename of zephyr john torkelson the super strong behemoth named torque and the regular human chris hathaway They live on the run and constantly pursue Harada's thing. So what, like the Fantastic Four? But there's five of (laughs) those. Flamingo, Chris Hathaway, Sting, Torque, and uh, Zypher. Yep. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that would be an interesting movie, right? Uh, I I would
1: watch that. (laughs) It could be, depending on who's in charge, like who's making this movie.
0: Right, and on a list of like top valiant... uh, the top fifteen valiant characters, I guess um, Faith Herbert or Zypher was number one. But she looks—I don't know—like just like a, a millennial hipster teenager, like blonde white hair. I don't know, just poorly drawn. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I do not see. I do not see this happening that well for them. And I know like. Vin Diesel was like, this is the start of a good thing. This is going to be wonderful.
1: Bloodshot is the most popular comic book character in the world.
0: <sighs> yep. Number this,
1: one. this headline from May 17th says Vin Diesel's Bloodshot may be the most popular movie in America. No. <laughs> Compiled from cable, satellite, and internet video on demand, as well as surveys from most key retailers for physical and media sales. Uh, the they bill, uh has continued to offer what they are billing as the watched from home top 20 and to my modest surprise the top movie last week was sony's bloodshot i kind of skipped a bunch of sentences in there but
0: it's <laughs> <That's> good enough <laughs> i don't know i i'm excited to see like what they can pull out this seems like it could be fun but at the end of the day, it just seems like just another Fantastic Four. <laughs> it's, just, it's just gonna crash. Yeah,
1: all these yeah, it's made up of a bunch of movies that have already been made. It's better.
0: Right. If you're the third best comic book company in mm-hmm. the world, I guarantee your characters are just remakes of other ones. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, that is our take on <laughs> Bloodshot.
1: Uh I
0: I kind of liked watching it.
1: Yeah, there's definitely some cool action scenes and stuff like that. There, yeah, there were definitely moments. But it's not a good movie, but it it is a fun watch to kill some time, I think.
0: Yeah. That's absolutely yeah
1: uh definitely not one of his better Vin Diesel's best movies.
0: I don't know. I'd have to revisit uh like Triple X, but I for what I remember of Triple X, I think I enjoyed this movie more than Triple X. Uh it's definitely not better than any of the Chronicles of Riddick.
1: Oh yeah, I would definitely rather watch those or any of the Fast and the Furious.
0: Right. So uh,
1: uh the first triple X is interesting because it's so of the time it came out, like the early two thousands where everything was extreme and extreme sports. And it's like a a bond ripoff that goes a different way. It, it I don't know if that it holds up because I haven't watched it in forever, but I think it's of that time. It was a good movie in that, in that era. The second one, well, the third one sucks. The Ice Cube one probably sucks too. I don't remember.
0: No idea. The best,
1: the best part about the third one is that there's a scene with Vin Diesel and Ice Cube in it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, we talked this movie to death.
0: Yeah, we did. Uh,
1: yeah, go see it. <laughs> <laughs> don't go stay home and see it
0: stay home and see it it's i think it's worth watching um as in terms of comic book heroes right you know uh,
1: yeah but and more than like five bucks on it but no if you're renting it
0: yeah if you if you can get something on on like red, the, i don't know if it's
1: that red box or yeah if you have, can rent on itunes for five bucks i
0: don't know Go see it, because if this becomes like the next big thing, then you guys can be like, I'm a goddamn hipster. I've seen it <laughs> seen it when it came out. I was a big fan. I will not be saying that. But I will continue to watch them, because I love comic book movies. I like how surreal they are. Like we need theater. something
1: to talk about on this show. Yeah, we do. We need we something. talk about Marvel movies all the time.
0: All right. So, all right, for us uh, at the whatever South Studio, I guess this is, because we're uh, just the two of us from Indianapolis. Uh, just
1: the two of us.
0: You and I. All right, for us here and everyone out there in the world, stay safe, wash your hands, drink craft beer.
1: Drink up and geek out.
0: And, and geek out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> oh, no. I did. (laughs) Just
1: uh, splice them together so they sound like we said it at the same time.
0: Yeah, we clapped, remember?